Greeny with Mike Greenberg, the podcast. Rolling on, Greeny. Presented by Progressive Insurance. We're back in better than ever with the assembled members of the hashtag crew assembled around us. Part of ESPN Radio's new lineup. In fact, I think I'm the only one who's not new. Don't miss Unsportsmanlike every single morning with Evan Cohen, Chris Canty, and Michelle Smallman here on ESPN Radio and the rest of the gang. They're very good. Uh, I'm, I'm very excited uh, for them, and, and we'll hear from Canty a little bit later here. Meantime, if you are just joining us, first off, where you been? We got two hours. We need to chat. Second off, let me go through my picks again because I gave you my playoff picks for both conferences, and then the hashtag crew jumped in. We got a little tight on time, so let me give them to you again. In the AFC, my division champs are the Jets, Pittsburgh, the Jaguars, and Kansas City, with Buffalo, Cincinnati, and Baltimore as my wild cards. In the NFC, I have the Eagles winning the East. I have Green Bay in the North, New Orleans in the South, and San Francisco out West with Seattle, Dallas, and the Lions all making it. I followed the philosophy that a minimum of five teams, I do actually have exactly five turning over from a year ago. Now, I know it's a small sample size, but actually in the two years since they went to the 14-team playoffs, seven teams have turned over both times. So I went a little bit less than that. Five teams. So a couple juicy numbers here. If you like, if you want to play the NFC North, I was wrong about the Packers. If you think they're going to win the North, you can get that at plus 330 which is a nice number. And if you, Bubba, you have the Bears winning the, the, the division. You can get that at plus 450. That's the exact same number as you can get mm, for bad. Pittsburgh. I, I have a hard time envisioning the Bears winning that thing. But, but I, I could see a world in which they could get to eight or nine wins. And if the division's like really clumpy, maybe even a little bit more. So, so what, who are the, let's do this. This, is, this was not planned, but you just made me interested. Do you have all the divisions there in front of you? I've got them all. So give me the longest shot on the board in every division. And then we will pick which one of them we're going to bet on. Like and we'll it. make a bet as a show. We will pick one team that has the longest odds. I'll pay for it. And, and we will we'll bet on that. And Love then it. we'll split it if we win. All right. The Cardinals at 40 to 1. Yeah, let's forget them. <laughs> the Buccaneers at 10 to 1. Also forget them. The Raiders at 15 to 1. Jeez. The Raiders are the worst team in the NFL that's trying. <laughs> <laughs> They're doing it wrong. At least the Cardinals know what they're doing. Yeah, the, the Raiders Cardinals, are trying the Cardinals to be good. are tanking. The, the Raiders just stink. Dreadful. Yeah. Um, the Patriots at eight to one. Okay. Well, see, that's the, the 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 thing about that is the division is so loaded. I mean, I could easily. I think the Patriots are the best team you've just named so far, but they also have the the worst division to try and win. If you put the Patriots in any of those other divisions, I would seriously consider them. We have Washington at seventeen to one. Okay, here's the thing. Washington is way better than people think they are. I don't know anything about Sam Howell except that in college his stock dropped like a rock and he wound up falling into the fifth round. But I can tell you that the people who are close to that situation think he's going to be much better than the rest of the world does. They also have a very soft schedule to start. I was looking at it this morning. Can you pull up their schedule yeah, for we'll me? They, they, they open... Where they, they, they play Arizona this weekend, who's obviously, the, I think, the worst team in the league <laughs> by design. Who else? Do, their, their early season schedule yeah. is very winnable. They host the Cardinals. Win. Well, they, at the Broncos. Win. Then they host the Bills. Loss. To Philly. Uh, to Philly. So what was I looking at? Well, then they, get, they get, then they get Chicago and then the Falcons and then the Giants. So it's, 
It's not quite as soft as you described, but you could imagine well, the Giants st- and the Eagles are quite, and the Cowboys are all divisions, so you got to win. You'd have to play them anyway. You could imagine them starting four and three, though, with that schedule. I think they're going to be better than expected, but that's another one. I think the Eagles are the best team in the NFL. The Cowboys are better than them. I think the Giants are better than them, so I don't want to bet on them. Go all ahead. Right, and the Bears are four and a half to one. So it's it's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. I'm missing one. What what what? What did I not write uh, down? I'm, I'm I'm still going. Oh oh, sorry. Well, I've got seven of them written down here. Wait, who's, wait, who's the last team in the AFC South? Because we already know that it's Chicago and Pittsburgh, right? The Texans at 8.5-1 to one to win the South. Yeah, no, they're awful. So they're, that division is awful. I know, but Jacksonville's not awful. I mean, Houston thinks they're going to be good. They seeded their first-round pick next year to draft Will Anderson and C.J. Stroud. Yeah, I think a lot of things, too, and they don't usually wind up happening. <laughs> <laughs> okay, there's no way in the world. All right, so, guys, this is a group bet, okay? I will, I will front it for the group, and if we win, we, we split it. Okay, one of these teams, Houston, Arizona, Tampa, Chicago, Pittsburgh, Vegas, New England, Washington. We pick we bet on one of those teams to win their division. And if we if we win the bet at the end of the season, we split it equally amongst the four of us. What do you think? What's what are the Steelers odds at plus four eighty? Yeah, I think that's the one. Pretty good number. Like five to one. I mean, they're the best of these eight teams, don't you think, that we just went through? I think so. New England might actually be the best of them. I don't know, but. They have the worst division. I mean, yeah. the worst division. The North is the North is the North is is loaded. They're going to beat each other to shreds. But I I think Baltimore has question marks, and I think Cincinnati has. Well, they don't have question marks. They're great. They I'm do, out. They I'm, will need to get hurt. And I'm out on Cleveland. Out. Like yeah, all the too. stuff I'm reading about Deshaun Watson is unflattering. Me too. And I don't think that defense is going to be that improved like people say. That that I think that's actually a fairly easy team to discount. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I look. I could see a lot of things happening there, but if I if I had to predict, I think the likeliest is that they have a different coach this time next year. Mm. That that would be my gut my gut feeling one way or another. They're not in this. So let's take out the ones we're taking out. Arizona out. Uh, Vegas out, right? There's no way we pick either of them. I'm not picking the Patriots either. Not in that division. Okay, it, Patriots it, it, out. I just can't. So that leaves us Tampa. Mm-hmm. I mean, their division is so bad. Like, like New Orleans, I think the Saints are way better than them. Like, I think the Saints, look, I think every team is better than them. I'm actually picking Carolina to win the South. Okay, fair enough. Yeah. But you're not picking Tampa. Mm, no. Who's the other team? Oh, Atlanta. Washington. Oh, excuse me. Oh, no, no, but in the that South. division, yeah. So I mean, Bubba, Bubba takes it, is taking Atlanta. Yeah, and so is Cam. That's a live team this year. My, my point is, they're all live except Tampa, who's dead. I think so. Right. So okay, we're taking them out. So that's it. So we got four choices left. We got Houston, the Bears, the Steelers, and Washington. I think we should get rid of Washington, Bubba. What, what, what if, if I'm letting you cross one of those teams out? Texans, Bears. Well, he, already, he picked this, the Bears to win their division, and he picked the Steelers yeah, to Bubba's, win their division. Bubba's throwing shots. Cross, yeah. cross out the Texans. What are we doing here? Cross out the Texans. They're I going th- to be terrible. I think you're right. I think you're I, right. Yeah, me too. Okay, great. So that leaves us the Bears, the Steelers, and Washington. What, what are the odds on them again? Can you give me those? Washington's 17 to 1. So you have 17. So you can, to really, one. you can really make a few shekels if, if we wind That's up hitting there. That's a huge one. It's a huge swing. The Steelers are 5 to 1, you said? Four, yeah, plus 480. So 5 to 1. Yeah, 5 to 1. And the Bears are what? 4.5 to 1. Plus 450. If any of us were even considering Washington, that number is tasty. Here's the, right, but I don't know that that's even on the list of options. I, really. I agree. It's not, right? But, but there's, no, there's no chance Washington wins the NFC East, right? I, I mean, a new team wins every year. But not them. What would have to happen? The Giants would be a new yeah, team or no, the Cowboys I, would I be agree, a new yeah. team. 
Uh, what would have to happen? The Eagles would have to be. Well, all we just keep hearing is Sam Howell this, Sam Howell that. Yeah. He's, he's going to be. I mean, I think people think he's going to be better than people think he's going to be. But yeah, that I doesn't think, mean. I think it's, it's, we're picking between the Steelers Here, and the Bears. Here's, so I, I think the Steelers are better than the Bears. I would favor the Steelers on a neutral field over the Bears. But the AFC North is better. Right. The AFC North is yeah, Cincinnati and better. Baltimore. In it. So if we're just doing, like, if we're just going to do it based upon like probability, I think Chicago is actually probably the best bet based upon their environment. And, and, and candidly, Vegas agrees because they have the shortest odds of those three. They do. What do you think, guys? You want to go Bears? Sure. Okay. And the Bears get to play the last play schedule. You know, like they have it easier too. I, I think the Bears are the better. I think the Bears are the better value. Based right, upon let's do it. What's ahead of them? Let's do it. We will make a legal wager. We will bet $100. I will put up the 100 bucks for All this right. group. We'll bet $100 on the Bears to win the NFC North. And if it happens, if they win it, then we will split it for It has to be a legal wager? Well, I don't make any <laughs> other kind of wager. It's so like, easy. What, like Bubba, what has some, Bubba has some offshore guys. No, no, that's not what I'm talking about. I'm not, I'm not, I thought you were talking about some guy named Knuckles. I don't know. <laughs> no, don't know. that's his offshore guy. What wagering used to be. <laughs> yes, it's my friend Knuckles from the Cayman Islands. Um, Bubba no, hasn't been there. No, we will, we will make a, uh, a legal wager, and we will, pick, we will bet on the Bears four and a half to one. And we will, look, I mean, it'll make my wife happy. I'm going to make my dog happy. We will root like crazy wow. for the Bears. To go from the, I mean, they were the worst team in football last year. We, they had the first pick in the draft. But look, they could be dramatically improved. If Fields makes, if Fields is what I think he could be, which is the next Allen slash Hurts guy to make this huge jump with a couple of years in the system and improved understanding and all that athleticism, and then they add the big-time receiver. Now, I don't know if D.J. Moore is as good as A.J. Brown or Stephon Diggs, but he's good, right? He's, he's certainly— In a full he's year a, of Claypool. He's an A-minus, yeah, right? Yeah, or a B-plus. Yep. If, if, you're, if you're making a list of the best receivers in the NFL, hist- I mean, if we had done it absent this acquisition, yeah. would D.J. Moore have been in the top— 15? Yeah, he's like 11 through 20, somewhere in that range. Yeah. He's a B-plus. So he's good. I mean, he's very good. I mean, what history says is that the path to win this division is either Hall of Fame quarterback play or, or great defense. And I don't, I don't think the Bears are getting either of those things, but I also think we're looking at four teams that could all be between eight and ten wins, too. And so I think it's a decent value based upon what's ahead of them. All right. We'll keep a close eye on that. We will pick the Bears, and we'll see what winds up happening. I'll take a short break here on that thought. It's Greeny. We're live at the Seaport, brought to you by Gray Goose. As we continue next, I will tell you who I think is going to be the MVP, the coach of the year, the offensive and defensive players of the year, and the offensive and defensive rookies of the year. All that and more on the way. It's E. Screeny on ESPN Radio. It's demon time on Prize Picks, where you can now win up to 100 times your money. That's right, 100, 100 times your money. With as little as four correct picks, you can turn $10 into $1,000. Demons and goblins are the newest and most exciting way to play at Prize Picks. Squares marked with red demons or green goblins get you different payouts. And as always, Prize Picks is really simple to play. You can make your picks and submit your entry in less than 60 seconds. They even offer injury insurance. So that your entries stay in play even if one of your players gets injured. Quick withdrawals, easy gameplay, and an enormous selection of players and stat types are what make Prize Picks the number one daily fantasy sports app. Go to PrizePicks.com/Greenberg and use code Greenberg for a first deposit match up to one hundred dollars. That's PrizePicks.com/Greenberg, code Greenberg for a first deposit match up to one hundred dollars. Prize Picks, pick more, pick less. It's that easy. 
Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back because with ebay motors you're burning rubber not cash with all the parts you need at the prices you want it's easy to turn your car into the mvp and bring home that win keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com eligible items only exclusions apply hey it's kaylee cuoco for priceline ready to go to your happy place for a happy price well why didn't you say so just download the priceline app right now and save up to 60 percent on hotels so whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo Concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Greeny, the podcast. This is Greeny. I walked into the hallway and I bumped into Shannon Sharp. Shannon Sharp is a monster. His head has muscles. He could absolutely beat you to death with his neck, his arms, his back is huge. He's enormous. Really made me feel less of well about myself. This is Greeny. Really recovered from that. You know, I've been working out. Why are you hysterical laughing? Because when you said that originally, I, I, didn't, I didn't catch on to the wording. You, you didn't phrase that properly. Because people, you don't bump into Shannon Sharp. You bump off of Shannon yeah, Sharp. Yeah, that's correct. That, you, like the encounters that you have with him are not like you have with anyone else. No. I, and I, I, I mean, I love Shannon. He's a great guy. And his, his addition here is just magnificent. Stephen A is elated as well. He should be. And he's been terrific on first take and will be all through the football season. But I did... Okay, I bumped into him. What's the word? We crossed paths in the uh, in the hallway, and I haven't seen him in a very long time. And I I am struck by how colossal he is. I mean, we work with a lot of big people. He is that dude is in shape. He insane is insane shape. He, he looks to be in considerably better straight, uh, shape than he did when he was a Hall of Fame tight end. Oh, absolutely. Years ago. I mean, I think he's still he's bringing his own bison unit. He goes BYOB. He brings <laughs> his own bison. Okay, I, Bubba, we have a small problem that we have to attend to before I get to my other picks. Okay. I, I will explain in 30 seconds why I'm very concerned about what might happen here. Very concerned. That's in 30 seconds after this word for Granger. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facilities safe and your people safer. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Okay, so here's what just happened for those of you who are just joining us. I just decided that we should make a fun bet here, a legal wager on this program. Which is that, and I'm fronting it, it's 100 bucks. We decided to look at all the teams who have the longest odds to win their respective divisions and bet on one of them to win. We wound up betting on the Bears at four and a half to one to win the NFC North. If they do, I put up 100 bucks. We would split the 450 amongst the four of us equally. Now, I don't bet. I don't, I don't wager. I just have never thought. I'm more than willing to do it legally and all that kind of stuff, but I don't. 
I just turned to Hembo and I was like, make the bet for us. And I Venmoed him a hundred bucks. Now, here's the problem. It was after I had hit send on the Venmo that this occurred to me. We all know how Hembo lives his life around the numbers. Hembo's entire life consists of assessing the probability of this or that happening. So what are the chances, Bubba, that Hembo doesn't place the bet counting on the unlikelihood of the Bears actually winning that division? So he's taking the risk that it could cost him 450 bucks, right? but is otherwise banking the hundred yep. on something that is a much better chance. What, what, how would you assess the chances that, that Hembo actually makes this bet? Oh, very low. I'm sure he's the entire break. He was crunching the actual numbers that he didn't give us of what the chances the bears will win. And he, he thinks the bears aren't going to win. So in his mind, he just made a hundred dollars. What, 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 what is the truth of this? There is some truth. Notwithstanding, there is some extraordinary irony in Bubba, a hypothesizing oh, that it might there? not be honorable here, considering you have pocketed thousands of dollars over the years stealing money for these lottery tickets that you have not bought what you, on all of mind? these shows that I have worked on. We've not seen a cent. You don't, you've never put in. You don't know anything about the lottery. Because I don't trust you, nor does the probability oh, add up. That, that's why you don't put it in. Yeah. Anytime, whether it was Greeny or Golick or anyone I've worked with or Cam or Nuno or Will Kane or whoever we did it, I buy the tickets, I, I report the next day what happens, and that's what happens. I've but never, we're just I taking your word for it. The exactly. point Hembo is making is we don't know what the numbers are when you buy them, so we don't know. You can just I'm tell us I'm a trustworthy person. Hembo is not. Therein lies the difference. I agree with that. <laughs> Therein I do agree lies with that. the difference. And, and because Hembo is devious and, and exactly. you are not. You are generally good-hearted. Exactly. Here's the one thing I will say, though. One might argue that it is actually smarter for Hembo not to do it because in this case – We'll know if we won. The difference between Bubba buying the lottery sure. tickets and Hembo not being pieing this right. is that we will all know if the Bears win the division or not. So right. it will, and it will not matter to Cam or Bubba or me if they do. You still owe us four hundred and fifty dollars. You're going to have to pay us what we deserve. So whatever that is, a fourth of that. So that's a uh, hundred and what nine dollars, whatever it comes to twelve ish, hundred and twelve fifty, something like that. So you owe us that either way if they win it. So you can take the risk of owing us that versus you're now balancing the chances of that happening versus keeping the hundred bucks. It you might would, be smart for you. Yeah, to keep you might the as well just go and invest it. You now. know, you have to give us the money. Go if invest we win. that hundred dollars right now. As if he, we wouldn't know if Bubba won the lottery, he would just cease to talk to us and not come to work. No, but the difference is Bubba doesn't have to buy the tickets at all. He could pocket the money and not buy the tickets, and and, and we'd never know that he didn't do it. In this case, we'd know because we you we right. know the Bears if they either win or the division or they don't. That's going to be in all the papers. So we will know <laughs> when it ends, and, and we will know. It, so you will owe us this money. So here's what I'm going to do. Yeah. Obviously, Venmo will require one to three business days, right? So, so we'll come back on Monday. I will take a screenshot of the bet that I make, unlike something Bubba has ever done. He has well, what are you waiting one to three business days for? Get the, make the bet now while the odds are still what the odds are. Well, we're not, the odds aren't going to shorten up. They could. Or they, what do you mean? They, they could change. After what do you mean? Week the one? odds can't change? 
After week one? What are you talking about? That's a fair point. If the Bears beat the Packers on Sunday, that mm-hmm. number is going to move. Yeah, I'll, I'll wait till after week one. You're right. You're right. Justin Fields today. gets hurt. I venue yeah. with $100. No, I don't have $100 to front myself. I, it needs to hit my bank account first. I don't pay for You the... don't have $100 in your bank account? <laughs> I, have, I have twins. I have, I have 13-month-old twins at home. I feel for them if you don't have $100 yeah. in your have bank you account. Have you seen the price of formula these days? He's got to save his $100 for the gift card he's going to pay for his anniversary <laughs> dinner with. We have some major supply chain issues. Now, I'm telling you right now, if that line okay, – here's all I can say. We have this bet at four, four and a half to one. We have, we, you owe us $450. I don't care when no, you make the you bet. No, you each $112.50. You might as well just pay us the four fifty now. <laughs> I think let's do it that way. And then if the Bears don't win the division, we'll give you back the money. Yeah. <laughs> Trust us, Hembo. Put the money in escrow right now, and let's just see what okay. happens. Let's do it. Let's make my picks here. We continue. Hashtag KOD. The kiss of death. So I picked my division winners and my wild cards already. Again, just to run through those quickly for those of you just joining us. I took the Jets, Steelers, Jaguars, and Chiefs to win their divisions in the AFC. Bills, Bengals, Ravens as the wild cards. I went Eagles, Packers, Saints, and Niners winning divisions in the NFC with the Seahawks, Cowboys, and Lions as the wild cards. Now I'll go through the individual awards. I don't know. You can leave the music up if you want, but I want to talk through these. Guys, my MVP pick... And I kind of like the odds. Well, I don't know what the odds are now, but I know what they were a few weeks ago when I did an essay on him on Get Up. I'm going to go with Trevor Lawrence. I I could easily see a scenario where the Jaguars are the one seed in the AFC. That division stinks on ice. And I don't know that the Jaguars are the best team in the AFC, but whoever wins the East is going through a much tougher road. The North is a much tougher road. And even the West, which I don't think is nearly as good, is a much tougher road for Kansas City, let's say, than Jacksonville, who I think is going to get six wins against Tennessee, Indy, and Houston. So I could easily see a world in which Lawrence has big numbers with Calvin Ridley. That team winds up like 13-4, and four, and Trevor Lawrence is the MVP. You can get that number at 13-1, to one, which is a pretty good value. Give me 100 bucks on that, too. <laughs> I'll, I'm going to Venmo you another $100. The thing about this award is it, it's – almost always a quarterback as we know especially recently and it's almost always a quarterback of a team with a top two seed so if you're if you're looking to make a bet here that's what that's the best path to take you're taking a quarterback of a team that you think is going to have one of the three or four best records in the league I think Jacksonville's path is actually pretty direct they gave Kansas City a pretty tough game in the divisional round last year yeah I I wouldn't be stunned if this happened no I I what Bubba and Cam your thoughts on Trevor Lawrence for MVP it's a great pick especially at the value um, yeah, I mean, he has, like, unbelievable weapons, and uh, it's tough to have a repeat MVP, and he's a little farther down the list. So, yeah, I, I don't have him as my MVP, but I think it's a good one. If you gave Patrick Mahomes Trevor Lawrence's weapons, he'd throw for 11,000 yards. <laughs> Who is your pick for MVP, Cam? Josh Allen. Yeah, not bad. I, I assume his yards are shorter. Yeah, they are shorter. I have Josh Allen, too. Uh, Josh Allen, remember, he played the second half of last year with a partially torn elbow. Yeah. At the time of his injury, he was on pace for nearly 6,000 total yards and 51 touchdowns. I think people are sleeping on him. No, look, and I, to I have to degree. believe he's going to stop running with the ball so much. Like, I, it just doesn't make any sense to keep him doing that because you're going to get him hurt again. Bubba, who's your MVP? Uh, I'm going with Dak Prescott. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> See, I like it. He's with his guy. He's going with his guy. I love it. All right, let me pause on that thought. I will give you the coach of the year, the offensive and defensive players, and rookies of the year. You'll hear from Eli Manning coming up next and a whole lot more. This is Greeny on ESPN Radio. 
Reggie White, who's a defensive end for the Green Bay Packers, says that the firebombing of his church in Knoxville, Tennessee this week was the work of racists who may have been trying to hurt him. First there was one fire, then there was another, then there was another. It wasn't just Reggie's church that burnt down. Hundreds of churches burned in the 90s. I think we have a major problem in our country that we don't want to admit, and that has to do with racism. Was this 1996 or 1956? 30 for 30 podcast and Antscape presents Through the Flames. Listen now wherever you get your podcasts. Death is the only punishment here. Now streaming, FX's Shogun. My master asks, what do you seek here? To vanquish our common enemies. Based on the global bestseller by James Clavell. War is coming. The epic saga of war, passion, and power. Let it come. FX's Shogun. Now streaming on Hulu. Greeny, the podcast. Greeny with you here on ESPN Radio. I see something here that I kind of like. I'm going to make it a scoop. Why not? The scoop. Nearly 73.5 million American adults will bet on NFL games this season. That's a 57% increase from last year, according to the American Gaming Association. Now, look, I don't know how precise those numbers are. But I will say this, I think the perspective on gambling and the way it has changed is just incredible, and it is the third seismic shift in this industry in my career. There have been three seismic shifts in the sports media industry in my time, and I'll tell you exactly what they have been. I started in this business in 1990, and in 1990, the first enormous change was technology. I've told you this before, but when I started hosting talk shows on the local station in Chicago, they they first let me start hosting in the summer of 92. We would give out two numbers. One of them was the phone number and the other was a fax number. And I would have people actually faxing in their opinions and an intern would run in the other room and rip the faxes off and come in and hand them to me. Hembo, do you even know what a fax machine is? Yes, but I've never sent one. But only barely. That's my point. That, that was one lifetime. That's one career. 30 years ago, I was doing that. So that's the huge seismic shift. Obviously, technology has changed everything. The second is women. When I started in this industry... The audience of sports talk and that was consuming sports media in general was, I don't have the exact numbers in front of me, but close to 90% male. That has now moved to where it's something like two-thirds male. And that, I think, is all Title IX. History has always shown as more people, and in this case, girls grow up playing sports. They grow up into becoming sports fans. And so that has changed a lot of things. I have always believed that one of the primary reasons for the success of Mike and Mike is that we were female-friendly, that unlike a lot of other sports talk shows, we, we, look, we were both married guys. We talked about women with respect because that's the way we felt and are, and that's just, I think that women felt more comfortable listening to our show than they did a lot of other shows. That's not a value judgment on how anyone else conducts their shows. It's just we were two guys that I think that, that felt like that was a, that, that, that people felt, that women felt comfortable listening to and enjoyed. So th- those have been the two seismic shifts in the ways that things have changed. And now here's the third. Gambling has changed everything. We just did. We have done basically an hour that, that throughout my entire career we could never have done. 
We weren't allowed to mention the point spread on the air until about two or three years ago. Like, you couldn't say what it was. And so that change is just, it's, it's monstrous. It's, it's unbelievable. And it is now, I think, the most important information you can pass along. I think the most important way that we can inform an audience, if, if our job here, we have, a, we have a two-fold job. Our job is two things. It is to inform and to entertain our audience. The entertainment part has remained the same. Our job is to hopefully, you know, get you where you're going, smiling or whatever else it is. However, you're otherwise spending your time, you're enjoying the conversation we're having. But the information that I think the majority of our audience now wants pertains to gambling. It used to be a lot of other things. It used to be based on people's fandom. I want to hear about my team. I want to hear about this and that. I think people want to hear about gambling. That The injury reports have never been more important. That's why the, the Shefties and the Woges of the world have never been more valuable. And, and I think that is, that is the third huge transformation in the industry since I've been involved. What do you think the biggest trigger was for it then? Do you think it was the leagues choosing to embrace it? Do you think it's the fact that the... It no, became I think more it's, legal? It's, it's, well, it's the legality of That's it, for the number sure. One thing. Yes, it came out of the shadows. I mean, you used to have to do something illegal to place a bet, generally speaking. And I know you're, you're sort of looking at me funny, like, yeah, anyone could do that if they wanted to, but lots of people wouldn't. Mm. What you're talking to me, you're, you are a crazy, dyed-in-the-wool, diehard sports fan, and so am I, and so is everyone on this show, and so is everyone listening to this show, because you have to be to be interested in listening to this show. But 57, what was that number? 73 million American adults are going to bet on games this year. We don't have 73 million A-level sports fans in this country. We probably have 25 million. So three times that number are going to start placing bets. Those are people who wouldn't have otherwise, who wouldn't have bet with Knuckles or anybody else or Offshore or any of that <laughs> other stuff. I wouldn't because I thought it would be inappropriate. I thought that for a person in my position on the air talking about sports for a living, it, it, to have credibility, that it would have been incredible, uncredible for me to be placing wagers on the games that I was talking about. Yeah. Now, that seems ridiculous to say now because everyone is doing it, and that's the point. That is the third seismic shift. And we'll use one example from tonight. Like The, the, Travis, the, the specter of Travis Kelsey's injury is going to likely dictate how millions of dollars change hands, mm-hmm. truly. So though we're, we're living in this world now, and I think it's a, a net positive for the sport and for fans. But it's now incumbent upon the league and the teams to be a lot more honest, upfront, and forthright with the public, too. Because we can't be in a position where we don't know stuff that the teams know. Like, that's a huge, huge thing. What if Travis, Travis Kelsey winds up playing tonight and playing great? To me, to me, that's a major factor. College football coaches aren't even releasing death charts. That's not appropriate or okay in any way. Like, if we're going to wrap our arms around it, we need to do it all the way. And the coaches and the teams, like everyone needs to understand that we're sort of in this together, and thus we need to have more transparency. Maybe. But, but the other side of that is <clears throat> our only expectation, I've always believed, our only expectation for coaches, let's use coaches in particular, is to try as hard as they can to win. Like I don't know that they can be, we can expect them to be concerned about how the how, what they do impacts the way the public bets. No, it's not the coach's concern. It's 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 upon the leagues to mandate what you do. You know, for for the Cardinals, effectively not to tell us who the starting quarterback was is irresponsible. The fact that Nick Saban didn't release the depth chart is irresponsible. But, but, but why? Why is it irresponsible? If they feel it is to their benefit competitively, then who's telling Nick Saban that should not be what you do anymore? It is irresponsible for it to be allowed. 
because what you're saying is because of the insider trading element yes. of it, because there are people who will have that information yeah. and will be able to use it in different ways, and that could lead to a lot of shady things. I think there's all sorts of unintended consequences of that. Like, we, we need to know who's playing. We need to know who's starting. Like, these are matters, like, it's especially prevalent in the college game, and there's a lot of people that have a lot of issues with college coaches because of it. That, that's just one of the things. Like, I, co- coaches are always going to seek a competitive advantage. But, like, this is a billion-dollar industry now, and we should start treating it like that, not the way that it was 10 years ago. Let's, let's just be honest and transparent with who's playing and who's not as soon as we know. Okay, that, that, uh, that, that's fair. I hear that. All right, let me go back to where I was a few minutes ago. Bubba, you ready? I'm going to catch you up here. Yep. I went through all of my picks of teams that I think are going to win their divisions, and then I gave you my MVP this season. My MVP pick is Trevor Lawrence. I'm going to pick Mike Tomlin for Coach of the Year, and that is because I believe the Steelers are going to win that division. I think he has long been one of the two or three best coaches in the sport. I think it will be properly uh, seen as – Mike Tomlin being a huge factor in the Steelers winning if they do. Even if they don't win the division, I see them being in it right to the end. I see them winning something like 11 games this year. I think Mike Tomlin is right there with the best coaches in the sport. When you combine those two storylines, I would go Tomlin for my coach of the year. Do you know that he's never won the award? All right. That's that's part of the reason that it becomes a storyline. Well, because he took over a team that was good. One of the ways that you win coach of the year is when you – the coach of the year is always someone who overachieves. Narrative. Who wins more than you're supposed to. Tomlin has basically always been supposed to. This is a year in which he's supposed to finish last. And so when he doesn't, I believe he finally gets the award. What do you think? I like Matt LaFleur for this award because I think if they make the playoffs and Jordan Love plays well that's an easy narrative to run with I, I, I like that pick for you, that reason you gotta remember too like the voters are susceptible to all of the narratives and consuming the same media that we all like Matt LaFleur is gonna get enormous amounts of credit if Jordan Love plays well or even outplays Aaron Rodgers this season Bubba if you say Mike McCarthy I'm taking you off of the show now <sighs> yeah no I mean I think I, I love the Tomlin pick I think his, his streak of the uh, you know 500 above is, is one of the most impressive streaks in, in sports honestly um, but no I'm not going to go McCarthy. I'm going to go with the same pick I had last year. I'm going to go Dan Quinn. I think uh, I think he, he is the coach of the year. I think he has, he has a chance. I really thought he was going to win it last year, um, but I think he has a real strong chance to win it this year. Uh, so coach of the year, Dan Quinn. So I want to make sure I'm clear. You're picking him to be coach of the year in his role as defensive coordinator, or are you picking him to be coach of the year because you're projecting Mike McCarthy to get fired early in the season, Quinn to take over, and then to run the table? See, I mean, the, the great thing is either option works because yeah. I think if, if they succeed, it's going to be because big things because Dan Quinn's defense, they're going to be rolling, and he's going to be a big part of it. If they aren't succeeding, like you said, Dan Quinn takes over and they are going to go to the Super Bowl. Either way, it's a win-win. Dan Quinn, coach of the year. Either way, Bubba is a winner. Uh, I'll quickly run through my other picks. My offensive player of the year is Garrett Wilson of the Jets. My defensive player of the year, Bubba, you will like, is Micah Parsons of the Cowboys. Obvious. My offensive rookie of the year is Jameer Gibbs, the running back in Detroit. I know everyone is talking a lot about um, uh, B. John Robinson in Atlanta, and I think he also will be great. Deuce Vaughn, thanks. uh, Deuce Vaughn. Uh, in Dallas, but I, I love Jameer Gibbs in Detroit. I think they're going to be good offensively, and I think he will score a lot of touchdowns. And then my defensive player of the year, uh, the rookie of the year, I should say, both Cam and Bubba will like, uh, excuse me, Cam and Hembo will like, I will pick Jalen Carter of the Eagles, who I think was the best player in this draft. I cannot believe the Eagles won the conference last year and got this guy in the draft. It is astonishing. Howie Roseman 
uh, made out like a bandit in the first round of, of the draft last year, to have banked that pick from the Saints, to have this much ability to regenerate your roster from a Super Bowl team, especially when you got gutted. Like, I, it's very, very difficult to be that good year over year, but the Eagles got it right, and that kid is going to be a huge reason why this defense is better. All right, so those are our picks. Meanwhile, you may have missed some stuff. In case you missed it. All right, every day here, uh, we will do In Case You Missed It. We will give you an opportunity to hear something Chris Canty, our buddy, had to say on our morning show on Unsportsmanlike here on ESPN Radio. And you will get to hear the most interesting thing that was said on Get Up every single day. So we'll start with Canty. This is Canty picking his MVP. He's going with Lamar. Lamar Jackson. He got the bag. Hopefully he can stay healthy. He's missed the final five games of each of the past two years, but I think that's going to change because of the offensive scheme that they're going to put him in. Todd Munkin is going to spread teams out. If you look at what they did in the preseason, they came out in three wide receiver sets over 60% of the time. That's not something Baltimore has done since Lamar has been there with the weapons they added, Odell, Zay Flowers. If he can stay healthy and on the field, Lamar is going to put together a really, really good season. I'm calling my shot. Lamar is going to get his second MVP this year. Hambo. I'm awfully skeptical. In year one in a new offense for Lamar Jackson to play MVP football, I think is a stretch. Could I imagine the, the Ravens winning the division? Yeah, I could. I mean, when he, in each of the last two years at the time that he was injured, they were leading the AFC North. So the path for he and Harbaugh to do this, I think it's pretty straightforward. But the idea that he's going to win the MVP in a pass-happy offense in year one in it, I think is a I think is a real stretch. I, I don't think the Beckham Flowers additions are are quite as impactful as Canty thinks. Well, yeah, neither do I. You know, I, the 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 amount of attention that Zay Flowers is getting as a rookie receiver is unbelievable. Do I think he has a chance to be a terrific player? Sure. And and Odell at his best was he a top line A plus receiver? Absolutely. But Flowers is a rookie, and Odell is coming off his second ACL surgery. So, I, look, I think that having a more wide-open offense does serve Lamar Jackson well, if only because I think it opens up the field and makes him even more dangerous as a runner. But the idea that he's going to be the MVP over some of the other more popular, or not not more popular, over some of the other equally excellent picks, I also am skeptical. So Greg Roman, their former offensive coordinator, I, I think it's a really, really bad rap. The way that he designed that offense, the way that they built the whole program around Lamar Jackson's skill set, I actually think was ingenious. The, the notion that you're going to go to a more, like a two-to-one pass-to-run ratio offense in year one with Lamar Jackson, who's, who's candidly not at his very best in that manner, just strikes me as erroneous. Like, I, I want to see it first. Would I be surprised if he played great and if they won the division? No, I would not. But I think Lamar Jackson is likelier to take off and explode in this offense in year two based upon his strength. Okay. And then uh, every single day as we do, um, in case you missed it, we will also catch you up on the most interesting thing that may have happened on Get Up this morning. And we'll, today we'll hear from Eli Manning, who I asked him about Travis Kelsey being out. And, and again, we don't know for sure Kelsey won't play tonight, but we don't expect it. So here was Eli talking about playing without your security blanket as a quarterback. I think it has a huge impact. I think, you know, you're, you're losing one of the best players in the NFL. I think Kelsey could be up for the MVP of the entire league every year. He's a mismatch. If you put a safety, a linebacker, I mean, you have to account for him. His run after catch, he's a playmaker. And so you're losing a guy in the red zone. 
you're losing a guy who just, you know, third downs, third and eights, where he just, you know, get, gets man and finds zones. I, I swear, like, I don't even know how to, you know, draw up some of the routes that he runs. It's not right. in the playbook. It can't be drawn up that way. He's got so much freedom, so much creativity. They work so well together. So I think it definitely has a big impact on this game. I thought that was a really good and take. I thought Eli was really good with us this morning. I do, too. In fact, let's finish it up with that. Let's finish it up with the KOD. Hashtag KOD. The kiss of death. Give me the numbers. All right, so the Chiefs uh, are now a four-and-a-half-point favorite at home in this game. That line has moved two points. Uh, right now, the public is fairly split on it. Kansas City was heavy early. Obviously, a lot more money now flooding to Detroit based upon the Travis Kelsey news. The total's 53. Dan Orlovsky said today on Get Up, he thinks this game is going to be played in the 60s. He thinks it's going to be a shootout. I happen to disagree, but those are your numbers. Four-and-a-half You disagree and with what? The total. I-, I would play the under 53 tonight. I play the under fifty three for sure. With these two offenses and these two defenses, yes, I'm playing because the you don't think Kansas City puts up huge numbers without Travis Kelsey. I think they're more likely to kick field goals and score touchdowns, and I think Detroit's going to be more inclined to run the football with Chris Jones out. I just think we're going to see fewer possessions. That's that's kind of how I see the game flow. About. All right, I love the Lions. I mean, I loved them getting six and a half. I love them a little less getting four and a half. Sure. But I like them to win the game. I am picking the Lions to win the game. I, dollar, think, I think they win tonight. Okay, they're, they're a dollar eighty underdog on the money line. So. I was going to pick them to win the game with Travis Kelsey. Wow. I, I like the Lions tonight in this spot. I like them a lot. Without Chris Jones, the Lions have been waiting for this moment. Look, the Chiefs have spent the offseason celebrating a Super Bowl. And the Lions have spent the offseason saying we need to prove to the entire world we are what we showed them in that last game. That was a momentum game. It carries over eight months later. The last time the Lions won their division, it was called the NFC Central. That's exactly right. Wayne <laughs> Fonts was the coach. He smoked a cigar. All right, terrific morning. Enjoy it tonight. We'll see you tomorrow right here on ESPN Radio. Thanks for listening to Greeny the Podcast. You can listen live each weekday morning at 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Or watch the show through the Watch tab on the ESPN app. Also catch Greeny on Get Up, weekday mornings at 8 on ESPN. And also available wherever you get your podcasts.